0: Hey
1: coworkers, welcome back to another episode of Coworking, the podcast that brings you the conversations you're currently missing from your workplace.
0: Episode 5 here. We're we're in this for the long haul now. <laughs> uh now Bianca was there any uh, any closing business from the last episode? Was there anything that needed to be addended?
1: Uh, I don't have an addendum. I know you, you pre forewarned me that I might have an addendum. <laughs> I don't, other than um, I didn't give a shout out, so maybe I do have an addendum. It is not the husband addendum. It is the uh, friend and trim paint guru. That I associate <laughs> myself with. Um, our coworker Miranda, is incredible at home things. So I wanted to give her a shout out and say thank you for teaching me how to do all of the trim things. Um, and as of recording this, I am done painting the trim on this floor of my house. Wow. I still have one more room to go, but it's the room that we keep like all of our project stuff in. Um, and I just bought Doors and that's where the doors are and so I'm not moving them to try to get to the trim <laughs> so yeah we're going to we're going to wait on that
0: all right sounds like we, we wrapped that one up pretty well then yeah uh so the topic for today uh this is this is one of my favorite topics to talk about with people at work irrational fears
1: so, so it- when when you told me that this is what we were going to talk about I asked my husband and I said do I have any irrational fears? And he's like, <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure all oh, my feels are, fears are very rational. So I don't know that I yeah. can really talk about irrational fears.
0: That's that's the real challenge with this one is most people think that all their fears are completely justified. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do have to stress to people when I ask this question, because this is one of my manager questions. I ask you, mm-hmm. what's your most irrational fear? And I say, it is not... Your biggest fear that happens to be a little irrational mm-hmm. this is strictly what is the most irrational fear uh now I didn't come up with this question. I stole this question from somebody else <gasps> shout out shout out to Toby if he ever happens to listen to this, but uh yes. he he asked this question when I first started here, and he gave an example of his irrational fear, and I love it. it's one of my favorite ones I've ever heard when he's walking upstairs and somebody is coming up behind him, <laughs> he starts to think, am I going too slow? What will they think <laughs> if I suddenly speed up? <laughs> <laughs> so he starts to stress himself out a little bit over this situation where he's walking up the stairs potentially too slowly.
1: Right. Whereas the other person is likely not paying him any mind, but he's just automatically in his head terrified that they're gonna think that he's going too slowly,
0: <laughs> but then you start to also envision like, what if he did just suddenly speed up, <laughs> go so much faster than he, than he was going before? But see, this is this is what goes on in the mind, for an irrational fear. You stress mm-hmm. yourself out over something that uh, really does not deserve to be stressed out about. Mm-hmm. So, the uh, the answer that I always give it's it's kind of a complicated answer so i start by explaining that i hate needles okay uh, that is not the irrational fear i think a lot of people hate needles and mm-hmm. i think a lot of times that's completely justified sure now i'm not some people are afraid of any sort of needle in any situation and and that's that's not really me like i don't have any tattoos but i wouldn't have a problem getting a tattoo because i know that that needle mm-hmm. is is not going very far mm-hmm. into the skin. For me, it's it's needles that could uncontrollably go much farther <laughs> into your body. And I've I've got quite a few needle stories. Uh I I won't go through them all, but there was one time as a kid, uh my my mom was an RN and she would bring us home flu shots. Mhm. Uh, even as an adult, I still get flu shots, even though I, I hate shots and and Mm -hmm. needles. Uh, but she, she gave me a flu shot in the arm. And when you do it on your own kids, you just, you'll feel the need to be so gentle, I guess. (laughs) Uh, and when she had pulled out the needle, there was a little bit of blood, like actually shot, shot (gasps) out of my arm. You know, it didn't just like trickle down the arm. It literally like escaped velocity. Oh, Uh, and so that was, you know, that was a little traumatizing. (laughs) Uh, The needle story that my wife loves to tell is when she was in labor with our first son, we were in the hospital Mm -hmm. and she was getting her epidural. Uh, Yeah, she was just sitting there on the bed. Uh, getting getting her epidural, and I was off to the side of the room. And there's several nurses, and of course the anesthesiologist. And there was actually an apprentice anesthesiologist
1: mm-hmm. that was
0: that was doing the epidural. And he had to explain in great detail everything that he was doing. Oh, and no. while he was explaining this, oh my, no! My wife here is a nurse off in the side of the room. Get him some juice. Get him a chair. <laughs> I I got really woozy. I did not actually pass out. But I think <laughs> if I hadn't sat down <laughs> as quickly as I did, I probably would have. Because oh. uh, it was just, it was so terrible. Just listening to this guy describe every little detail about mm-hmm. this giant needle going into my wife's spine. Mm. Oh, even even thinking about it, you know, at any other time in my life, it, it kind of makes me woozy. But then kid number two, uh, when it was time for her to get her epidural, I left the room. Smart. But I still couldn't stop thinking about it. Because you already like, knew
1: what was happening. You I know, had it I know. burned into your brain.
0: Exactly. I know what's going on in that room. Oh, I'm just no. thinking about it. I still had to lay down out in the hallway. <laughs> oh, no. Oh no. Oh the 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 last quick good story is a couple of years ago when I did get a flu shot. Um I actually just got a flu shot last week. So happy like, flu shot. Yeah. I I you know due diligence. I'm I'm gonna get my flu shot. I'm gonna power through. But a couple of years ago, uh I slacked on it a little bit. My wife and the kids had already gotten their flu shots and mm-hmm. I needed to get mine. So my wife took me to uh, this little urgent care place right by our house where they they do flu shots. And uh, I went back with the nurse and she gave me the shot. And then when she pulled the needle out, she goes, huh, there's no blood. I guess you don't need a Band-Aid. And I was like, hold on a minute. <laughs> if if I don't have a Band-Aid, <laughs> my wife may not believe that I actually got a flu shot.
1: You need proof.
0: I, I do. Mm-hmm. So I walked out of there without a Band-Aid. And, and literally the first thing my wife said is, I, I said, I didn't get a Band-Aid because she said it didn't bleed. And she's like, uh-huh.
1: Seems fishy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I get
0: that every other time that I get a flu shot now. Nice. is suspicious about this one time. She's not sure whether or not I got it. <laughs> but the irrational fear is not just needles in general. Mm-hmm. It is more specifically if a needle is in my arm like my inner elbow like where they draw blood or if you're donating blood it is the fear that while that needle is in my arm that i would have an uncontrollable reflex (laughs) to to you know flex my arm move my Mm -hmm. hand toward myself and jam the needle through Mm -hmm. my arm
1: right yeah
0: that is the fear oh it's irrational for many reasons one i never in any time in my life have an uncontrollable reflex right where i where i flex my arm i have no reason to believe i would suddenly do that
1: right i know about the one in your knee that when they hit it with that tiny rubber hammer and it your oh, yeah. knee uncontrollably kicks out like i know about that reflex but i am not familiar <laughs> with any of them in the elbow region
0: uh, I'm also not sure if you were to do that, if it would actually like push the needle any farther into your arm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, I just, you know, that's what I envision in my head that it's just going to go, you know, through some bone right out the other end. Yeah. But it's, it's one of those things where, you know, if you, if you're suddenly constrained, all you want to do is the thing that you've been constrained against. Yes. You yes, know, yes, like, yes. Uh, I do this to my wife sometimes. If I hold down her legs in bed, she, s- she says she starts to get claustrophobic. All she wants to do <laughs> is move. Her. Like she was fine laying in that position for the last yep. 20 minutes. Yep. But now that I have constrained her, <laughs> then she starts it's to over. freak out. So it's a little bit like that. Like, oh my gosh, I can't move my arm. Um, now, the last time that I did have a needle in my arm that way is probably about seven years ago when I I had to get some blood work done. And so, you know, I was sitting in this comfy chair and I had my arm out and not going to lie, I'm getting a little woozy, just like mm-hmm. remembering it now. <laughs> but uh, she, she started drawing my blood and she filled up one vial and then she unhooked that vial and popped another one on there. And I was just like, oh, no, I I don't yep. know how long this is going. <laughs> and then like my hearing started to go out. Oh, no. Like, it was one of those things where you know you're about to pass out. Right, right. But you never actually recognize when you cross cross the threshold, mm-hmm. when you've actually passed out and come back. <laughs> uh, and then at some point, she she popped that vial off and, and put another one on. It was, it was insane. Uh, it was like she had DJ Khaled behind her saying, <laughs> another one, another one. I actually don't remember how many vials she filled, but it was a lot.
1: I um I don't know for the record. I have not checked DJ Khaled's Wikipedia page in quite some time, <laughs> but I don't believe that he is uh certified for the medical field. So if <laughs> if your phlebotomist was listening to DJ Khaled, you might have a medical malpractice suit <laughs> available to, to you.
0: To be fair, I don't think he is certified for anything that he does.
1: That's a good point. Like he makes he makes hits. And then I um I wanna say he was in a Geico commercial recently. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. He was given the uh, the tooth toothbrush advice. That's yes. But yeah, so <laughs> after filling several vials of blood, mm. uh, I I actually told the nurse like, Oh, I was about to pass out there, and she goes, No, you 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 did. You <gasps> did pass out. Oh no. she's like i lost you for a second (laughs) (laughs) and that's why they have the comfy chair
1: nice oh so have you have you ever willingly given blood or were you just like that's not a risk i'm willing to take
0: i i have not donated blood Mm -hmm. i did donate plasma twice in college Mm -hmm. because i really really wanted the money yep uh, the only reason I went the second time is because my friends, who were also donating plasma, convinced me that, oh, if you only go once, they can't use your plasma. <gasps> I don't think that's true.
1: That doesn't feel <laughs> true. <laughs> I,
0: I think that they were just guilting <laughs> me into going the second time because I was like, well, oh, they, they paid me for it. I would hate for them to like not be able to use it. Oh, my gosh. But- It was a terrible experience. I hated it the entire time. And the money was not worth it. Mm -hmm. Like in college, that was a lot of money. I think I got paid like a total of 60 bucks for those two times.
1: Oh, so 60 bucks in all. Yeah. Got
0: it. It might have been closer to 70. There was like a uh, sign-on bonus the first time you go. Fun. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I'm... I'm not one to donate blood. I feel bad about that sometimes, but I don't have the good blood. Mine's like AB. I'm AB. Yeah. So we can give each other blood, but can't give it to many other people.
1: Yeah. AB positive is the universal receiver, but it's the universal plasma donor. So you were onto something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they haven't gotten any more of my plasma, but yeah, the, the strange thing uh, with my, you know, hatred of needles, mm-hmm. at least according to my wife, is that I had LASIK done a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And eye stuff doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, There is absolutely nothing about the LASIK process that that made me woozy. See, she had the opposite experience when she went in with me to get the LASIK LASIK done. Mm-hmm uh the surgeon was explaining the whole procedure and she was about to pass out
1: <laughs> so so your your irrational fear of suddenly having this weird reflex where the needle takes on a life of its own during this reflex and like really just tries to explore your upper arm area <laughs> um i feel like I would have assumed that you would have felt the same way with lasers getting shot in your eyes because like there's there's that fear of like they're going to shoot lasers into my eyeballs and I have to look at this one light and if I look away then I'm blinded forever or like my my <laughs> vision is just never going to be as great as it could have been but uh I'm I am very surprised that you you didn't feel an irrational or um an uncontrollable reflex to just look away from the light that they made you look into during lasik
0: so so here's the thing about lasik they put so much pressure on your face on your eye you can't screw it up yeah it'd be really hard to screw it up and here's here's my logic i i always think about this anytime i'm about to go on a roller coaster that looks really scary like how many people have gone on this before me? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all fine, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to be fine going into LASIK. is was very much that way. It was like I can't screw this up, but when a needle's in my arm, I can screw it up.
1: Got it. So your so your fear is really that you are going to screw something up, as opposed to like the system is broken.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, now, if they would strap my arm down, mm-hmm. maybe I would be okay. I don't know. But they Got don't it. do that.
1: Have you ever requested it?
0: <laughs> no, because I avoid the situation as much as I can to Got begin it. with. Honestly, like, so thinking back to when I had the blood drawn, and I'm getting a little woozy again. If they, I think if they had strapped my arm down to that chair, it would have been worse. Because <laughs> then I would just be like, I, I can't get out of this. Oh. Gosh.
1: So I know that um, sometimes kids, I guess, mimic the fears that their parents have. Have your kids started to have an aversion to needles or are they totally fine with getting a flu shot?
0: Um, I mean, they have a small aversion to it, but that I think all kids have. Sure. I think they just haven't really been exposed to my <laughs> fears and aversion Got it. of needles. But yeah, other, other needles, like I've had shots in my mouth. Those mm-hmm. really don't seem to bother me as much because I always ask for the uh, the nitrous oxide beforehand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I'm just in a state where I don't care. Yep. I do remember when I got my wisdom teeth out, all I had was nitrous oxide and then the Novocaine shots. They didn't like fully knock me out. Oh, wow. But I do remember uh, when they did the, sh- the Novocaine shots, you know being in my very high state mm-hmm. i i and not being able to see what was going on i pictured these needles like going through my jaw oh no <laughs> and like oh, out the no. other side but i didn't care cuz i was high right and that's that's the great thing about going to the dentist
1: that's probably the also the other good thing about getting lasik cuz i don't know if they gave you like a baby valium or something beforehand
0: they but, did yeah. um i didn't really feel like mm-hmm. i needed it mm I didn't, I didn't feel a change from it at all. It was very much like I'm about to get on a roller coaster mm-hmm. and I know that, you know, however many thousands of people before me have been on this exact same roller coaster and they're all fine. Trust the system. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but needles are but a it, no-go.
0: Yeah, but it is still, I'm not going to lie, the LASIK, it is a little freaky when it like starts to put the pressure on your eye. Oh, sure. Because your vision just kind of dissipates. It's not like it goes black, it just goes away, which is a very different feeling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it, it still freaks my wife out when I talk about it, but I don't mm-hmm. know, I'm fine with it. Gosh. But yeah, they, now when I do get a flu shot, I have to look away. Mm-hmm. I have to just like completely, completely turn my head. Yep. But the, the nurses, they, they always understand.
1: I'm sure but they yeah, get it, people all the time that are just not down with needles. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, that last time that I had the blood drawn and it was in my my inner elbow, I had to look away and put like 98% of my mental capacity into not flexing my arm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you must have been exhausted by the end of it.
0: Yeah. Well, I did pass out at some point. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: All right. That, that's enough about the needles because <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling it. <laughs>
1: Well, I am I am very excited to share my fears with you. Um, I, I, I came up with a couple. Um, some of them are related and others are just... I guess you could say that all of them are related once I put a story together. Um, so one of the things that I am immediately fearful of is playing sidewalk chicken. Um, So I take my dogs on a walk every night and there are other people in the neighborhood who also have dogs Um, or just people taking a stroll. It's October now. The weather has been lovely recently. So we've gone the longer route. We have multiple routes depending on what the weather is Mm -hmm. like. Um, And so if we have someone else coming towards us, On the same side of the sidewalk, I immediately panic because I don't know if I should move to the other side of the sidewalk, what they're going to think when I move to the other side of the sidewalk. Like, I have Labradoodles. Like, it's not a very vicious looking dog. They are, like, very sweet, very fluffy, but they love barking at other people and other dogs. (laughs) So I have to move them to the other side of the street because otherwise we're going to, we're going to have a whole song and dance with another dog on the same. It's just not going to work. So I always move to the other side, but I'm like, do I make the first move? Do they want to just walk around? What if they live at one of the houses and they're going (laughs) to suddenly take a turn and I've already crossed the street? Um, What if, like, we both start to move at the same time? Then who moves back? Like, this has never actually been a problem. No one has ever (laughs) confronted me and been like, hey, rules of the road are that the person who is going northbound actually has to yield to the... Like, nothing like that has ever happened to me. But it's it's like the going up the stairs thing where I'm like, is someone going to think, like, that... (laughs) I'm not nice or my dogs are vicious or like what I just need to get them away from other stimuli so that they Mm -hmm. don't bark. I have to carry snacks in my fanny pack. um, When I go for a walk with them to like distract them from other dogs (laughs) that are walking by. Yeah. They just don't have really good walking manners. And I feel like I pay the price by having to be fearful Every time I have to play sidewalk chicken with someone.
0: So do they, even though you've crossed the street, will they still bark a lot at that dog? That's they will on the original side of the street. It does
1: depend on the size of the dog or like the general vibe of the dog. So like, I just came back from walking them and there was a dog who barked first and they were like, (laughs) just freaking out. But then there was another large dog um that just kind of looked at them and like kind of gave them the nod and was like hey what's up like beautiful night for a (laughs) walk right and the girls were like okay cool yeah no have a great one and nobody barked it was it was lovely small dogs (laughs) every time like small dogs bark first and then my dogs just lose it so uh yeah i i have to move to the other side of the road like cross the street onto another sidewalk to like get them far away, far removed from that situation. They still mm-hmm. market them. It's very embarrassing. I'm working with them on it. It is slow going.
0: Now, now let me present a hypothetical to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's say you're, you're walking down the street. It's a very long street and uh, there's a dog on each side of the sidewalk coming towards you or each side yeah. of the street.
1: I will likely just like, Crumble into a bush somewhere. <laughs> like I'll just, I'll just tuck and roll. Or I have gone, um like in the beginning of the pandemic when it started to get really nice outside. Everyone was like, "I can leave my house. This is great." And so we really had to like ping pong. I crossed the street oh, yeah. several times just to like move away from people. Um, I walked down the middle of the road once because I was like, "There are people here. <laughs> there are people there." I'm just going to try to maintain a safe distance with my dogs. Everything's fine. But yeah, no, I have ping ponged several times on a walk before.
0: Do you ever change your route just to avoid the situation?
1: Absolutely, I do. I have a certain (laughs) route where there is a corner that we can either turn left on or we can pass that corner and turn left at the next street. And if there are dogs, there is a, <laughs> there there is a house of dogs and they are such barkers and it is a nightmare to try to get my dogs past it. And if they are outside, I'm like, nope, we're going to the next one. Yeah.
0: You just call the audible. Mm-hmm. But but you still make it look like, oh, this was my plan all along.
1: Yes. Yeah. Sometimes there are other people in the neighborhood and I know what walk they're on like I know their route and I'm like I have to go to this other one or else I'm gonna catch up with them and I don't I don't want to do this dance again it's too stressful
0: you, you know what this makes me think of it's like it's like playing pac-man in your neighborhood
1: <laughs> <laughs> having, yes
0: having to avoid yes. all the ghosts yep
1: <laughs> Yep. Yeah, no absolutely there I have not found any cherries yet um much much to my disappointment but no, yeah, <laughs> Neighborhood Pac-Man is a great way to describe it. So related to that, a related fear of this is it is October. It's spooky season. On one of our walking routes, there is a neighbor who has built his own TARDIS from Doctor Who, like built it from scratch. And so it's uh for those of you who are, are not aware of the TARDIS it is the um like the phone booth uh in the UK that Dr. Who uses to do his Dr. Who things I have not watched Dr. Who so I'm just I'm I'm going based (laughs) on what general pop culture has taught me about Dr. Who
0: thank you for explaining that though because I did not know what a TARDIS was (laughs) yeah
1: yeah so yeah I think I believe he travels through time um, I'm gonna get a lot of hate mail after this it's about she like now, you should watch isn't
0: Doctor Who. A woman now?
1: I believe, yeah. I, there are like, there's like 90 seasons or something of Doctor Who. It's mm-hmm. it's there have been a lot of doctors, but yes, I believe the most recent one is a woman, which is exciting. Uh, yeah, I but, also don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, like I I get it for like general pop culture things, but I've not mm-hmm. watched it. So neighbor. Um, he has a lot of things out in his yard. He built his own pirate ship. Um, he's got a skeleton in a pirate costume, kind of hanging out near the pirate ship. He goes all out. Um, and so, yeah, he's got the TARDIS and we stopped to talk to him, um, maybe last week. And he said, yeah, I've got it so that I'm going to put up, um, a mural on the inside, like a, uh, a sheet, not like actually painting a mural. He's going to put a sheet up so that it looks like the actual inside so that people can go in. Like he is just so excited for people who love (laughs) Dr. Who to come and like use the phone booth and like pretend they're in Dr. Who. Right. So in my mind, every time I pass it, someone is in there just waiting (laughs) to jump out at me. Like every time, like there is no proof that anyone would be a big jerk enough to do that. But in my mind, every time I pass that TARDIS, I immediately think someone is in there and they're going to hit me with the door or they're going to come out and try to scare me. Uh, And so I, if I can't cross the street because (laughs) there's a dog, I will have to pass it.
0: (laughs) I was going to ask. Yep. Which one wins out, the dog on the other side of the street or, yeah, or the car? I have
1: I have to do what's best for the dogs and like get them <laughs> out of the situation. Um but no, I am terrified to walk past that thing because I definitely <laughs> think there's going to be a person inside.
0: How how close to the sidewalk is it?
1: It is right up against the sidewalk. So oh, like wow. you have the regular sidewalk clearance, but it is butting right up against the sidewalk. So like if you if you put your arms out, you would absolutely hit it. Like, you'd you'd lose an elbow if you were to (laughs) to walk by it with your arms straight out. But, yeah.
0: Oh, that that would be kind of freaky then. Mm -hmm. Like, if if somebody were to just hide in there and jump out.
1: But there's been, like, this is why it's irrational, is that no one has ever done that to me (laughs) or others in the neighborhood. Like, it's just me being like, there's somebody in there. There's definitely somebody in there. (laughs)
0: Yep. See, then... Hey, I just imagine a crazy person would think somebody's going to do this to me, so I better do it to them first.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So uh, I love spooky season. I am a big fan of Halloween, but when the TARDIS makes an appearance, uh, I get <laughs> very nervous.
0: Now, do you, when you're walking by that with your dogs, you know, I, I'm imagining there are times when an adult is with their children. Mm-hmm. and the adult is scared, but they don't want to lead on the children because mm-hmm. they don't want to freak them out, do you put on the brave face for the dogs?
1: Absolutely. As you, as
0: you walk by. <laughs>
1: yeah, because if I'm scared, then they're going to feel something, and then they're going to tense <laughs> up, and then they're going to do something weird, and it's just going to be a whole thing. So I have to like pretend like, no, no, we're cool. Everything is fine. We're good. And they they're none the wiser.
0: Another thing you could do is like, just bring a, like a little bean bag with you to throw it at the TARDIS before you get to it. <laughs> Just to well, like if somebody is in there, it freaks them out.
1: I have felt some sense of relief. This is going to be very gross, but I have felt some <laughs> sense of relief in that by the time I get to there, the girls have already done their business and I've already backed oh, yeah. it up. And so I've got a weapon. It is a very gross <laughs> weapon. It's not gonna do a lot of damage, but it's gonna send somebody running.
0: Yeah. And and that would just be the reflex, right? Somebody jumps out, you just yeah. slap them in the face with a uh Absolutely.
1: Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So that's my plan for something that will likely never happen to me, but I have uh I have fear fantasized that yeah. that this is gonna happen.
0: That that seems legit.
1: Uh, My last one is something that I have struggled with for years. It has happened once and I've never let it happen again. Um, But I am still so nervous that I will do it again. (laughs) I am so nervous that immediately after I have left the house that I have forgotten to shut the garage door. Like to Mm. the point... Where, like, it doesn't seem like an irrational fear, but in my mind, I'm like, someone's going to go inside. They're going to take my dogs. They're going <laughs> to, they're they're definitely going to go for the dogs first because they're the cutest. Um And I'm thinking, yeah, I, I didn't close the garage door. Where that has only happened once. It has only happened when we didn't have dogs. Where my husband and I went to Lincoln. So we're in Omaha. We drove to Lincoln um, to go see a show at Pinnacle Bank. We came back and our garage door was open. Oh no. For like an entire 24, yeah. 36 hours, however long we were gone. Um uh, because we stayed overnight in Lincoln. Okay. Everything was fine. Uh, like our our neighbors didn't call us or anything. Um, but like everyone just kind of like left our garage door alone. Yeah. But ever since that, I was like, I'm going to do it again. Um, and it's going to be terrible. And I'm just terrified so much so that I have been like a couple minutes late to work multiple times because I will get a couple blocks away and I'm like, (gasps) I didn't shut the garage door. And then I will come back (laughs) only to come back to it being fully closed yeah so what i have done to ease this fear was getting a wi-fi garage door opener so that i can at all times check the status of my garage door very nice yep
0: so my wife kind of has that fear as well but it's usually if we've left it open overnight Mm -hmm. um she used to it was many nights we're in bed, falling asleep. And she's like, is our garage door closed? And she'll run out to the garage to check it and, and then come back. And it was. Oh, closed. don't worry.
1: I share that fear, too, <laughs> <laughs> which is great, because then I don't have to go all the way down to the garage and mm-hmm. check it only to find it closed. Like I can just check in my app on my phone and it says the garage door has been closed for four hours or however long it is. And I'm like, Cool. I can go to sleep now, knowing <laughs> that no one's gonna steal my dogs,
0: yeah, and several years ago we got some security cameras for the house,
1: mm-hmm. and we
0: put one in the garage pointed at the garage door smart and so ever since then we're able to just you know check our phones to make sure that the garage door is closed yeah there there has been i think we've left the garage door open overnight a couple of times, one of those times it snowed a bunch. So then our garage was full of snow. And oh, that was, no. That was just wonderful. Oh. Gosh. <laughs> but, but yeah, I definitely, definitely understand the garage thing. There's been times, you know, I get a couple blocks away from my house and I'm like, "Do I shut the garage door? Mm-hmm. And, but then I'm just like, no, nah, I'm sure I did. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. No, I second guess myself every single time. And so what I will do now is uh, there's a stoplight that's not, too far from my house. And so if I ever get that fear, I'm usually stopped at that stoplight and I'll check the app really quickly. And I'm like, okay, cool. No, I closed it. I did for a while Um, try this trick where I would say it out loud. Like I would, wa- I oh, would yeah. try to be very, because what happens is I'll leave And then I'll be very intent on going somewhere. Not that I'm in a hurry by any means, but I'll just be on a mission. Like I have to go to target or I need to get to work or, you know, when I actually drove to work. Right. But, uh, it's, it's not that I'm rushing. It's that I have a plan and I'm going to go carry out the plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I am so in muscle memory as soon as I get into my car That like, I know that I hit the button, but I don't remember hitting the button. And so what I would do is I would say, like, I closed the garage door, like out (laughs) loud to myself. I'm the only one in my car. Like, just say, I closed the garage door. And then that would help me remember. Uh, But then after getting the Wi-Fi garage door thing, uh, it it was really nice because I needed a new motor anyway. So it wasn't like... Uh, because our our house is pretty old and my motor felt like it was from uh, whenever they <laughs> like whenever the first garage door motors came out. It was so loud and so annoying. And like eventually one of the cables broke that like pulls the garage door up. Mm-hmm. So I just had somebody replace the whole thing. And I was like, I have to make sure to get the Wi-Fi one. So it worked out. <laughs> It helped ease uh, a lot of my uh, a lot of my anxiety. And then um, my husband's motor went out. And so we got him one, too, because we have uh, (laughs) like a dual garage door thing. I wasn't so much worried about his side ever as I was about my side, because usually we left at different times. And I left later than he did for work in the morning. So I could check the status of both doors.
0: Got it. I was I was just about to ask, like, <laughs> does his door being open cause the same anxiety? Yeah.
1: Nope. Yeah, no. It's usually because uh, he's a, he, when he did actually physically go to work very early riser, he was up way earlier than me. Okay. Greg, one of the many things that you know about me is that I am not a morning person. <laughs> so my husband is. Um, and so he, he's always been able to get up and get going so he was always out the door way before me so i could check the status of both doors
0: nice so i do have a couple other of these irrational fears oh please uh now these these ones don't stress me out quite as much but they are things that i always think about Mm -hmm. um so the first one uh several years ago there was this video that went around the internet of this guy he got into an elevator and the elevator started going up uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. And what happened was uh the brakes failed on this elevator. Oh, no. A lot of people don't realize that when the brakes fail, the ele- elevator goes up because the counterweight is always heavier than the actual elevator. Mm-hmm. And it, it didn't go super fast. Um, I think they had estimated that it got up, up to maybe 30 miles per hour, which is mm-hmm. still pretty fast. For but an it, elevator, it yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't like... Uh, it wasn't like shoot through the roof fast, sure. Um, but he just kind of froze in this elevator. He didn't know what to do. And then once it hit the 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 roof of the building, he just kind of shot upwards and he hit his head <gasps> on the ceiling of the elevator, and he got he got really hurt. Oh no! And people had people had done some math, and they realized that if he had laid down on the floor, he he would have been okay. He he would have just kind of like popped up. Maybe he hits the the roof, but for the most part, he's not going to slam his head uh, into the ceiling of the the elevator. And now I think about that every time I get an elevator that, hey, if this thing starts going up uncontrollably, I'm hitting the ground. (laughs) I don't care what the people around me think. Wow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's not something that you learn In school, you know how they teach you stop, drop, and roll for when you eventually catch on fire? I've never caught on fire in my life, but I know what to do. They should teach you what to do in the event of brake failure in an elevator. So
0: this, I mean, this thing was, it was a huge freak accident. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's, I don't know if there's another recorded case of it in the last, I don't know, however many years. Yeah. But I'm, I'm ready.
1: Yeah. You're prepared, fully prepared.
0: Yeah. So, so it's not that I'm, I'm not afraid to go on an elevator.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm just afraid of what happens when the (laughs) brakes fail. So I'm ready to deal with it.
1: So when you get into every elevator from now on, are you fully prepared to just hit the ground?
0: I, I think about it. Mm -hmm. I remind myself that, Hey, this is the plan. Mm. We're, we're ready for this it's it's kind of like uh you know anytime that there has been a big tidal wave or a tsunami, they talk about how the water recedes like from the from the beach it recedes a lot mm-hmm. and that's a sign that there's a tsunami coming mm-hmm. uh, and it's information I will probably never use right but I'm ready for it
1: yep yeah that that Nebraska tsunami. <laughs> Whenever it comes, just super, super down, super ready for it.
0: So another one of my rational fears, which is kind of related to a tsunami, uh, undertows. You know <gasps> that you, you read a, you read these stories. You know every year or so, uh, somebody gets swept out by an undertow
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, and they drown because uh, they just weren't strong swimmers. They couldn't make it back. It scares the crap out of me.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, now, this is an irrational fear because, well, I don't even, I don't live by an ocean. I mm-hmm. don't go into ocean water ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know what to do if I were to be swept out by an undertow. You swim parallel to the coast.
1: <gasps> oh.
0: Yeah, you're not supposed to swim straight back because the water is just going to continue pushing you out. Yeah. You swim parallel until you get out of that current and then you swim back to the coast.
1: Wow. I, uh, I want to say that my sister got caught by a small one and she didn't drown. She is definitely still with us. Shout out (laughs) Erica. But uh, yeah, I think she like almost lost her bathing suit top and almost drowned. So like, it was just all around a bad situation. I'll ask her about it. Maybe I'll have an addendum to the next (laughs) episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's another one. Um, I'm, Pretty sure I'm never going to be in a situation where I need to use that information because that Mm -hmm. involves actually going into the ocean. Right. But, you know, if I got swept out by an undertow, if somebody else gets swept out by an undertow, I can yell at them. Right. Swim swim parallel to the coast. Yeah. Parallel to the coast. (laughs) Go this way.
1: Parallel means in the same direction as the coast. Just swim. Don't come back. Swim in the same direction.
0: Gosh. So yeah, those those are my uh, additional side side fears.
1: Mm, great fears, yeah, Le- legit, very legit, because they've obviously hurt people. Oh yeah, mm. Th-
0: those feel those feel more legitimate, and they're really only irrational because I'm never going to actually need to worry about them.
1: <laughs> yeah, t- I believe we're triple landlocked in <laughs> Nebraska, so the ocean would literally have to come to us in order for it to be a danger.
0: Now, uh, my wife and I, we did go to Iceland last summer. And if you need a new fear of the ocean, Mm. uh, look up about sneaker waves.
1: I'm, I don't know that I want to ask you what that is, but I feel (laughs) like I have to.
0: So they, there's all these signs saying, uh, there's a real danger of sneaker waves they call them sneaker waves because they're sneaky (laughs) literally
1: i definitely thought that was like uh, like dj khaled featuring sneaker waves like i definitely (laughs) thought that that was some sort of music producer or rap artist or something like sneaker waves would be like yeah mom hey can i go to sneaker waves with alicia (laughs) yeah no that definitely sounds like a music artist
0: yeah. So, uh, when we were there, our tour guide, you know, she told us about sneaker waves. She said, be really careful. Don't get too close to the water because of these sneaker waves. And so we kind of laughed about it at first and, uh, we were watching the waves and then, you know, one might come in a few feet further than the rest. And we we're like, was that a sneaker wave? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then after the trip, we went and looked up YouTube videos of actual sneaker waves Oh no. and they come in way stronger mm. than just a few feet and they kill people all the time. I shouldn't say all the time, like probably once a year, oh, um, boy. somewhere in that range, because you can be standing, you know, 10, 20 feet away from where the waves are hitting and this uh, sneaker wave will come in and it'll be up to your waist. And then it'll just kind of sweep you oh, out. And then once once you're gosh. out there, there's there's not a whole lot they can do because the the water is really rough around Iceland.
1: Oh, that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So
0: then suddenly we were like, "Wow, that's that is kind of scary."
1: <laughs> See, here I was thinking that sneaker waves was what happens if you put your footwear into a microwave, um, and it <laughs> just it just like the water grabs you and then pulls you in, never to be seen again. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah. I don't. I feel like this goes without saying, but I don't watch horror movies. I'm not out here like trying to be <laughs> legitimately scared by media. Uh, so, yeah, I, I will be wary and cautious of sneaker waves, japers.
0: I, I've got a picture of the uh, the warning sign. I'll put it up on the Instagram.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say there's not real. Oh, you know what? I'll I'll take a picture of the TARDIS so that everyone can go. see the TARDIS. Yeah. So we got the Tardis and the Sneaker Waves. That's going up on the Instagram. We would love to hear from you. Tell us about your irrational fears. Uh, are, are you a person who gets scared walking up the stairs and wondering about the speed <laughs> at which you're walking? Um, do you have a weird aversion to breakfast food? We want to know. We want we want to hear all of your irrational fears. So uh, make sure to hit us up on Instagram. We're at working underscore podcast. Um, And we're sure that you have friends that are missing their random office chit chats. Uh, So rate and review us on Apple podcasts. It helps people find out about us Um, or just tell a friend, do a, do an actual conversational thing and say, Hey, (laughs) I I want you to know I care about your safety and I want you to know about sneaker waves. So listen to the co (laughs) working (laughs) podcast. So that's it for this week. We'll see you again in two weeks.
0: All right. Goodbye.